Good morning and welcome to the Desi Sports Council last live stream. And uh, it's a very warm welcome to Prasant. Prasant, I was going to say a very good afternoon to you, but is it a good afternoon? Hi, Bharat. Uh, in terms of weather, definitely it is certainly a good afternoon here in Bangalore. Uh, I think it's nice and sunny, but yeah, I mean, uh, disappointing results last night. I think um, Sunrise has completely outplayed RCB. So, in terms of the IPL and where RCB were heading, uh, disappointing to say the least. But uh, yeah, I think otherwise it's a good afternoon and a good morning to you. Thank you. And just to cheer you up slightly, I'm looking at to a very foggy, very frosty, very cold morning here in the beautiful city of Leicester. So hopefully that'll cheer you up because uh, you're looking at into a much more beautiful city than I am at the moment. Uh, but yeah, let's get the hurt out of the way. Um, I did catch the end of the game due to work commitments. I can only you know, watch uh, some parts of it. Uh, but how is uh, Bengaluru feeling this morning? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, in terms of the virtual uh, conversations we've had, you know, it seems pretty gloomy because I think a lot of people were expecting us to at least go all the way to the finals where it was going to be a tough task against the Mumbai Indians. But uh, credit to SLH, you know, they've been a side which has uh, been consistent right from the start uh, of when Ridhiman Saha entered the side. And uh, Warner, Williamson, you know, the solidity in the middle order and obviously the batting, the bowling, you know, fantastic Natarajan. Sandeep Sharma, Rashid. So, I think uh, Sunrise has put up a very good performance and they were thoroughly deserving of that win. RCB, on the other hand, uh, quite a few inconsistencies, especially in the middle order. So, uh, all that's been the chatter, but I think the biggest um, issue that has sort of been plaguing RCB is the lack of a title. And at the helm of all affairs is Virat Kohli. And I think a lot of conversation has been around whether he should continue as captain and whatnot. Um, so, it's been a mixed bag of uh, conversations, you know, since yesterday evening's loss. So, yeah, I think it's just going to continue until the end of IPL. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to go, go through that because I want to uh, hear your uh, take on some of the... Uh, I, I found it really unusual to focus on Virat, but I'll, I'll share my views, but it'll be really uh, more important to get your views. But what I want to do today is be a bit of a, a therapy session for you because I know when my team loses... Um, <laughs> I am in the when when Leicester lose a couple of big you know, lose a big game, it takes me a couple of days to recover. Um, in a way, it's good. It's the weekend, so it makes it easier because if you have to go into work, yeah. uh, it's harder after a defeat. So I'm here for you, brother, and um, we can talk <laughs> it out. And hopefully, after this session, you know you'll feel a little bit better. But uh, in terms of um, let's start at the at the beginning because. Yeah, we, I think we both agreed and we had a, a small chat yesterday as well that um, uh, Sunrisers deserved the win. But yeah. let's go back to the start and the, um, the four changes RCB made um, at the start. What did you think about the team changes and bringing in Aaron Finch and then obviously Virat choosing to open? Um, I think uh, it was definitely a move to actually uh, shield Finch from the swinging ball because obviously Finch wasn't exactly comfortable with the moving ball and that's why he was benched for the few matches that Philippe played. Uh, but Philippe himself didn't uh, didn't bring much to the table in terms of runs. You know, he did score a now 30, but it didn't look like he was very comfortable and uh, RCB obviously banked on that experience of Aaron Finch and played him at number three. But Kohli's had so much of success at the top, uh, you know, in T20 and I think uh, he was just undone by a, a brilliant ball from Jason Holder who really used all of the bounce and uh, purchase that he gets off the wicket. 
but i think the other changes as well you know sani obviously had to come into the side because he was the premium uh, lead pacer before morris came into the side and with morris out as well um i think they sort of judged the abu dhabi surface uh, pretty well because um i mean we saw how um, you know zampa and chahal bowled in unison and they sort of really brought the match more towards rcb's favor towards the end overs before uh, williamson and uh, i mean williamson hit those two sixes one each of um, chahal and washington sundar but otherwise i think the four changes were pretty much those um, you know two of them were in respect to what the pitch was to offer and one was arin finch coming to the side for that experience so as for kohli opening i think he wanted to try something different and shield finch from that moving ball but unfortunately it didn't work out and uh, you just probably say it's one of those days and uh, leave it at that yeah i mean uh, we know what a uh, incredible batsman he is so yeah it's one of those incredible balls that got him out and it can happen in any game let alone t20 uh but in terms of um the going into the game yet uh your boys had a couple of back to back defeats uh but we mentioned in the last show that you know t20 being the format it is you know form doesn't really matter it's what happens on the day and the start you had i think really put you on the back foot i mean i i know you've been relying on devdot to give you that start but he's not had the partner uh to go with him most of the time and then you've had to rely on ab again to get that score so it's the inconsistency in the top order i think that's uh, cost you certainly yesterday but would you generally say throughout the tournament that's where the weak link has been in terms of the batting absolutely i think you're bang on in terms of that because uh, look i think even in terms of padikal uh, he's been absolutely phenomenal you know for a debut season for him to score 450 runs plus um, i'm not sure of the exact figure he got i'll have to look that uh, look at that again but um i think the the way he approached the batting was fantastic and uh, you rightly mentioned that he really didn't have a partner and that sort of uh, needed him to play out a majority of the of the deliveries and um i mean i am a firm believer in the fact that average means nothing if not for strike rate in t20 cricket um we've seen so many times that openers score in bulk of 500 runs 550 runs but that really doesn't take the side anywhere because uh, the scoring rate's not there and um I think RCB's biggest issue this season was the fact that they didn't have anyone to bank on for the finishing role and that's why Virat Kohli and Abe de Villiers had to sort of be a little steady in the middle overs and take the game all the way until the end wherein they could uh, then explode. Um if you look at the Kingsland Punjab for example you know they had Chris Gale in their side and when he came into the side despite the fact that Mayank Agarwal was out injured they still persisted with Mandeep Singh at the top of the order and that was only for the fact that they wanted that insurance in the middle order you know they they knew that chris gale was going to give them knocks nicholas puran was in form for mm-hmm. rcb it was a similar case but except the only fact is no one produced the innings like deepak hooda did uh, no one gave rcb that 60 runs that deepak hooda did so i think uh, it was a matter of just the top four and even if you look at it in in hindsight you know it was all about kohli ab ab williams and padikal there was literally no one else who scored runs for rcb and despite the experience that finch has brought to the uh, you know four but finch has never been someone who's uh, ex- excelled in the in the ipl and uh, he clearly had his struggles all through the tournament and philippe as well um i think that early impetus was not there in the rcb uh, you know in any of the rcb matches barring that one match i think against mumbai indians so uh, that was the whole issue the you know they weren't able to score at a quick rate and put up put pressure on the opposition and i think that certainly was their undoing apart from the fact that they were in quality resources to bank on after ab deviliers and uh, obviously before him virat kohli yeah and i was going to um, 
I mean, when we did the preview show, you know, you were very confident RCB would be getting into the playoffs and you got that right. But then you mentioned prior to this uh, that uh, you're looking, you were already looking forward to the final um, against the Mumbai Indians, ignoring my voice. So I let that one go. Uh, because, um, you know, <laughs> I was just being heavily <laughs> optimistic. I'll be very honest with you. Uh, because, I mean, I, I even we did a show for Sportskira and there I mentioned that, you know, SRH are favourites because they definitely were. I was just being optimistic and uh, wanted to pull your leg on the, in that sense. So. <laughs> no, I, I, I was going to let it go, but then I thought, I'm not saying my boys. Uh, 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 we need to speak up for the Capitals. But, you know, there, there was a lot of um, expectations this year. I think that was, that's fair. But when you looked at the, uh, the, the squad at the start of the tournament, realistically, I mean, nobody knows about form. And like we said, only three players in the batting order. I don't think there was any issues with your bowling. Would you agree with that? It's the batting that cost you maybe getting into the final. Yeah, look, I think at any point in time, RCB's playing 11 had six bowling options. That is including Shivam Dube. And he wasn't even used that much in the tournament. So I think in a way, Washington, Sunnar and Chahel complemented each other really well, which took, took uh, you know, I mean, the, basically the spin department was taken care of. Um, and as for the Pacers, uh, they tried Umesh Yadav up front. He didn't work out. They brought in Siraj. He was phenomenal against, um, you know, the Kolkata and I traders. And he did have his moments. Navdeep Saini, I think uh, he picked up just six match six wickets in 13 matches. And uh, uh, he was a little inconsistent. But then again, he delivered some really, really good overs, especially that super over against the Mumbai Indians. So, I think the bowling wasn't too much of an issue. Obviously, Chris Morris's addition also worked very well in RCB's favour. And he really changed the dynamics of the bowling unit altogether. So, I think at the end of it, if you look at it, you know, as you rightly mentioned, I think it was all about the batting. Uh, if you actually, if you actually take a deep look into it, you know, in my opinion, it's just that Devdutt Padikal's form at the top of the order and the amount of runs that he got, uh, mm. sort of camouflage for the fact that the batting, the middle order was pretty much non-existent. Um, you know, you you did have names like Gurkira Singhman, Shivam Dube. Um, you know, Washington Sundar also got to bat quite a bit. But then, even if you look at it, it was only all about the top four. And it was actually the three among the top four who scored runs. Kohli, Padikal and De Villiers. And mm. there's, a, there's literally a huge gap between uh, the fourth highest run scorer, you know, uh, and the third highest run scorer. So, I think that was the whole issue that um, RCB had never, uh, you know, we never had a chance to go big at the start, uh, which didn't help in the middle orders. And it certainly didn't help towards the end. So, the batting was definitely the issue. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And it's another year without um, getting in, into the final or even challenging uh, for the trophy. Um, and there's, we talked about this in previous shows, that there's not a big turnaround. We expect the next tournament to be on schedule in April. Uh, but when you look at this tournament and uh, looking forward to next year, I mean, there was quite a few positives, especially, obviously, there that uh, Washington, Mohamed Siraj, um, we know Virat, what he can do, so he'll be there next year. But then after that, um, and Chahal, obviously, uh, and we said there's no issues with the, uh, the bowling. I think uh, you know, it's a really good unit. But uh, looking forward to next year and the positives that you take from this year in, in terms of RCB, uh, what are your views on that? Yeah, I think Devdutt Padikal's form is certainly a big plus because uh, the youngster really took the opportunity with both hands and uh, sort of got RCB off to great starts with uh, 30s and 40s and obviously scored 50s as well. 
So I think uh, he looked in great form, and for the youngster to do well in his debut season against some quality opposition, this is certainly a positive. And um, he'll form a big part of RCB's top three if uh, you know Abed Villiers is still there, and I'm assuming Kohli will be there. So um, in the top three, you know, to have someone young like him, he'll certainly develop develop with the team, and he can only get better. Um, and as for the bowling, I think uh, Washington Sundar's ability to bowl in the power play and sort of um, stem the run flow early on was certainly a positive sign. Um, and along with him, using the Chahal, obviously the top wicket taker for us this season. So I think these two are the major positives. And obviously Chris Morris's addition, although I'm not too sure if they'll retain him next season, uh, no one really knows what the scene is with the with the mega auction or what they're going to do, but. I think these are the two biggest positives: um, Chahal's form, Saini's form, Sundar's form, and obviously Devdutt Padikal. So I think we have quite a few positives, and we managed to win tight matches. But at the end of it, the batting was still a letdown, and that's something that they'll need to address next year. Um, hopefully, that therapy session has helped a little bit. So we have to do justice to the Sunrisers. And um, like you said uh, on your show, you said you know that um, they were favourites game I think you, if I'm quoting you right uh, but they've been they're not the most glamorous side you know they're not the Bollywood team that you associate yeah. with uh, the Indians and uh, Kolkata and even uh, because of Virat uh, RCB but again they, they made it into the playoffs you know I wasn't aware of that but obviously everybody back home who's into cricket was aware that they make the playoffs every year you called it again this year but that was a really good performance. I mean, they really laid the foundation. And I want to give you credit yet again. Uh, you mentioned this player last time in our show, uh, Jason Holder. Um, he really put in an all-round performance. Yeah, look, I think Jason Holder, I, I'll still say it, uh, is one of the most underrated all-rounders in world cricket currently. He's done it in the test format. He's done it in the T20 format. You know, you don't expect him to take so many wickets. He Yesterday, he took three wickets and uh, he really broke the backbone of the RCB batting unit. Um, it's just that extra extra bounce that he gets off the surface and he sort of sticks to his line and length. Pretty much like a Megra sort of a mold of uh, bowler is what Jason Holder is. And with the bat, look, he can he's so effortless and it's beautiful to watch him bat. And he definitely played a huge role. But... Um, you know, speaking about Sunrisers, we you rightly mentioned that they aren't exactly the glamorous uh, sort of beat-on sort of uh, team that is in the IPL. And that's what's the beauty about the Sunrisers is that they really bank on talent and, um, you know, on slightly lesser-known names and they back them to play their role. RCB, on the other hand, um, you know, they have players who are very specific and can't really float around in the batting order. And that's really something that's hurt them, you know, without... Uh, for example, if you see, you know, they, they played Warner at five uh, in a game in which Kane Williamson had to open and he really excelled at that. Um, they played uh, Manish Pandey at three. They played Priyam Garg at, at um, you know, four. They were okay to play Ridhiman Saha and even bench Johnny Best. So, so they've taken so many bold calls. They've got players who are willing to come in and grab the opportunities. RCB, on the other hand, have been very dependent on a set of star players and uh, that's really stagnated the, the, the way the team flows. So, I think SRH have done a phenomenal job in picking the players who will step up and deliver and have really gelled well as a team and all the credit goes to David Warner really because uh, for a foreign captain to come into a, to a team wherein uh, it's all about the Indian talent and uh, but you know he's he's the example of a champion cricketer you know someone who's also won the IPL he scored a truckload of runs so I think he's probably one of the greatest IPL players to have uh, uh, graced the whole tournament. 
Yeah, and uh, I, I totally agree with that. He leads on the front. And um, I haven't forgotten the issue about Virat, and I'm going to come back to that at the end. But I wanted to give full credit to uh, Sunrisers and their performance. And like you said, led uh, brilliantly by David Warner. You know, he brings a lot of passion to the uh, to the game. But I uh, also wanted to highlight the fact that you um, singled out uh, Jason Older last time in terms of um, being an underrated player and he showcased his talent yesterday with the bat and ball. Uh, but the other players, uh, you know, Sandeep Sharma, you know, another player that is in little, in the background, but he produces. We know about uh, Rashid Khan, but then, you know, Manish Pandey and Priyam Garg, they've all produced when it mattered. So it's a very, very good unit that's going to go into the next, and we'll talk about it later on, very confident into the, well, it's a, it's a semi-final, isn't it, against the Capitals? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, the players are pretty much, you know, in a safe space. They know for a fact that they'll be back to come good. Um, and the best part of the Sunrisers is that they haven't made unnecessary changes. They've probably made condition-specific changes. And uh, look, I mean, in a team which boasts of names like Rashid Khan, David Warner, Kane Williamson, it's always good to see the lesser known names like, you know, Tangarasu Natarajan, uh, Shabazz Nadim got a man of the match performance against Mumbai. Uh, Sandeep Sharma got a man of the match performance against um, RCB. So all of their performances have flown under the radar, but they keep performing. They come to the fore, they take the opportunity and they do really well. So I think SRHs are a fantastically uh, well-rounded team in that sense. And all the players are really, really looking forward to opportunities. And uh, whenever it presents itself, they're ready to take it. So SRH are looking fantastic. I think um, among SRH and DC, I feel Sunrisers can definitely give Mumbai Indians a run for their money. And uh, I'm really hoping to see um, Sunrisers make the final and I can see oh, that. come on, Prasan. You... Oh, come on. <laughs> I, I supported your team yesterday and already you've shown no, your No, I was just kidding. <laughs> and... Oh, my goodness. Okay, folks, we know where Prasan uh, stands on this one. So, okay, I'm, I'm going to let... This is the second time you've ignored uh, the Capitals in... What is it? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I honestly want to get your opinion on this because I, I have said it, but are you concerned about the way the the Delhi Capitals batting unit is shaping up? Because literally, no one is standing up and performing, and it's no. just been a very uh, no, random. I'm, I'm very confident, and I'll tell you why. when, when we talk about it, we, we preview the game tomorrow, but uh, I'm just getting over the fact that you made another comment about the Capitals uh, not even <laughs> being considered to get into the final. But I just wanted the other thing about. Um, uh, Hyderabad and the Indian players, because when you look at the other the other teams, they've all got big name Indian players, whether it's young talent or you know uh, the stars from our national team. Whereas Hyderabad, would you agree that it's the international, the foreign internationals that are the biggest stars, and there's not a big name Indian player? Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, that's been SRS's philosophy for a long time to back them and throw them in young. Uh, that's been something that's worked well for the Mumbai Nits as well. You know, they honored Hardik Pandya, Kronal Pandya, Jaspreet Bumrah, Suri Kumar Yadav, Vishan Kishan. And they've all stuck with the team for a long time. And Sunrisers have done the same thing. They've picked lesser known names from the Indian circuit, uh, but proven performers in the domestic circuit. Again, they've got Sandeep Sharma, Nadeem, uh, Siddharth Kaul, Tangarasu Natarajan's a fantastic pick for them. So, it's, it, I mean, they've invested their money in the right places. And uh, unfortunately, that's not been the case with RCB, where they've splurged money on one or two players. 
and i think srh have done a fantastic job of having good backup players and that's the most important part because if a khalil ahmed sits out they've got natrajan if a sandeep sharma sits out they've got uh, siddharth kaul so they have so many backups if priyamgar sits out they have uh, abdul samad they have in they have a whole bunch of backups and that's the best part about the team and um, that's why they're so successful and i think it's definitely going to be a very very interesting clash between sunrisers and delhi uh delhi definitely have a fantastic team there's no doubt about it but uh, just i think the little inconsistencies in their performance is uh probably going to be a little bit of a problem for them heading into that crucial match yeah and uh, but the other thing i wanted to make a point about is whether the indian players you mentioned you know the the uh, four sunrisers are um, you know well known in the domestic circuit but a lot of these for me like, um, and obviously um uh, living here and not being Uh, you're the expert here but you know they're not uh, they don't seem to me close to being uh, considered for the national team and i think they're all performing just to showcase their talents and they're bringing uh, like i said uh, some of these players um but that's uh, from my point of view are not well known from my side uh, but uh, i think uh, it's uh, a unique point about the uh, sunrisers that the, you know the indian element is not the star studded ones that pretty much every other team has but uh, it's been incredible the way they've performed and always continue to perform um and i think in terms of getting to the playoffs they're on par with uh, the glamour boys of uh, mumbai always getting there and um it's a brilliant performance yesterday i think um you did have a shout in the middle when your bowlers brought you back in but i think the end result was never in doubt but the other thing that's been um uh started uh, talking about and uh, you mentioned it at the start of the show was the captaincy of virat and i was re- i was really surprised when i read the comments and i know gotan gambhir has read something that he's made uh, comments about uh, virat's uh, captaincy what are your views uh, in terms of how he's done not only this year but leading the uh, challengers because he's he has a lot of influence in terms of squad selection and picks and I'm sure he has a, a, a say in the auction as well. Um, where where are you on Virat? Uh, look, I think uh, in terms of an RCB RCB fans' perspective, I am definitely not happy with the way the team's progressing. Uh, because look, I'll be honest. I mean, uh, in in an auction, you have only a limited purse of money, and if you're very heavily dependent on buying one player, that's certainly not going to help your cause. You know, you need to be uh picking different players you need to you need to invest right and you obviously i'm no expert to say this but in terms of his captaincy i think um i sort of agree with what gautam gambhir has had to say that uh, you know you can't be uh, you can't be someone who's leading the indian side and someone who's been the captain of in, of a team for 8 years and still you don't have an ipl title it's certainly something which is very surprising and i think all of it stems from the fact that uh, virat kohli is probably a an a little more over the top aggressive captain um in t20 cricket you have to be aggressive but you know you have to understand that uh, sometimes things don't go your way and you can't expect a wicket in every ball that your bowler bowls or you can't expect uh, a four or a six every time your batsman uh, plays a delivery and uh, that's that's probably the type of captain that virat is and that that aggressiveness is something that is definitely a positive by all means but um if at times you you know you, when you when you make emotions on the field yesterday we saw uh, devdat padikal that that particular drop that uh, of kane williamson you know it probably changed the whole match definitely but 
uh, the reaction that were that uh, that the drop elicited, I think, uh, was certainly that uh, it probably would have put Devdutt's spirits down because he did try. It was it wasn't like he dropped a dolly, but uh, that's what it is. I think uh, probably uh, again it it comes down to the fact that you need to have a good team, and RCB didn't have a good team this season. Uh, obviously, Chris Morris coming to the side sort of changed the dynamics of the bowling unit and. The bowling unit was fine, but again, it was all about the batting unit. And if we consider the fact that probably Devdutt Padikal hadn't scored runs, then it was again all about Davy and Kohli. And the fact that Padikal scored runs really camouflaged the inefficiency of that middle order. So they need to build a good team. And for them to build a good team, you need to back good talent. You can't just uh, pick an Australian captain and uh, you know tell him that you know your your position in the team secure. You're not going to be dropped. I think a lot of people in this team are playing, uh, given that their side, their spot in the side is secure, and that really can't be the case. So the big question: Should he stay as captain? And do you think this talk? Uh, I mean, I don't think so, and I'll give you my views on Virat as well. But um, do you think this talk might affect uh, whether he's captain in the national T20 team? And do you think he should continue captain of RCB? Uh, I'll be very honest here. I think uh, he's definitely a fantastic batsman and he's a fantastic player. And I don't think RCB have anyone who can captain right now. RCB don't have a captain who can uh, succeed Virat Kohli. Mm-hmm. Abe de Villiers is, uh, is probably on the wrong side of his 30s. So he's certainly not someone who's going to take up captaincy duties. Um, I think he's enjoying his cricket and the fact that he took up the gloves this season, he should be given the man of the tournament just for that. You know, he was so selfless. He's not even played a game in so many... Obviously, he did play the 3TC before he came into the IPL. But, uh, I mean, I, I don't think right now, given the fact that Kohli is leading the Indian team and, uh, you know, he's obviously Indian cricket's biggest commodity, he definitely won't be dropped from captaincy. Um, I think it needs to start off with uh, them needing to invest in the right places and bring in the right players because without good players, a team is nothing. And uh, however good a captain might be, he can't individually win your matches. And so, I think there's no one who can succeed. Kohli, obviously, probably the closest person there is Chahel, but he isn't exactly captaincy material. He hasn't led any side in the past. And again, he's also entering into his 30s. So, RCB need to invest in someone young and that person probably is Padikal, but obviously he's, he just played his debut season. He's three or four years away from even coming close to captaincy. So the 2021 auction, I feel, is going to be really big for two teams, RCB and CSK, because they both need to find a captain mm-hmm. and they need to do it really, really fast. Oh, did you say they both need to find a captain? So you think um, RCB need to change? No, I'm saying, I mean, if, if Kohli probably doesn't give us a title in the next one or two years, then they definitely gro- need to groom someone for that position. Because right. if you consider the case of the Rajasthan Royals, they've got Sanju Samson. If yeah. you see KKR, they've got Shubman Gill. Um, you know, Kingsland Punjab already have Rahul. Uh, they probably have Mandeep Singh waiting in the wings. He's captain Punjab before. Um, the, you know, if you look at any other team, Delhi Capitals, have, they've got a whole bunch of youngsters. You know, Shreya Sayer is there. He's just 25, mm-hmm. I think. And he's going to be there for the next five, six years. So, he's not going anywhere. So, I think RCB and CSK are the only two teams. Dhoni is obviously going to play the next season. He told us that he's not going anywhere. But that's probably only one season. And the indifference between Raina and CSK, no one knows where that's going. So, I don't think he's going to be made captain anytime soon. So, I think RCB and CSK definitely need to sort out their um, leadership group. And uh, RCB certainly, certainly need to look for uh, that sort of inspiration and that sort of... uh, person who they can groom to take over after Virat Kohli. Yeah, 
Uh, I'll give you my views on Virat for what it's worth. I think it's been unfair, the criticism he's had. Uh, when you look at the batting, uh, he's got over 400 runs. Um, obviously, you will know the nuances about some of his building decisions or bowling selections, um, and maybe it's some of the team selections. So you can judge him on that, where I'm not good, uh, clever enough or wise enough or expert enough to comment on that. But just generally in the big picture, I think the fact that you said a captain is only as good as his team, I think that's the big point. And everybody keeps mentioning Roy Sharma should take over from Virat. No, Roy Sharma's got a very, very good team behind him. And uh, like we said, Roy, it's not performed when he's come back. All right, he might be playing with an injury and we'll talk about that as well. But I think uh, Virat, um, I like his aggressiveness. I know you said, you know, that uh, he's a little bit too aggressive, but I like that in those play in, uh, in those players. And I think I mentioned that with um, Ishan Kishan as well, you know, just digressing slightly. The younger players who have that, um, you know, mentality of taking a little bit of a chance because, you know, T20 is one of those games where, you know, it can, it's on a knife edge. Little things can change. Little things that might not work will cost you the game. But I like that aspect of Virat. I think he leads from the front in terms of, you know, his passion. We've said about his batting. Even he might have be classed as a poor, not a poor season, but, you know, it wasn't an incredible season, but he still scored over 400 runs. Um, so I think all this uh, talk of even replacing him uh, for the next couple of years, I don't agree with. I think he's a brilliant player, obviously. <laughs> that, that's stating the obvious, but uh, you're only as good as what you've got. If, if I may, I, I'm, I'm so sorry, but if I may, uh, I just sort of wanted to get your opinion as well on the same topic. Um, that I mean, look, Virat Kohli obviously is the over-the-top over, over the top sort of an aggressive captain, but uh, you watched Iron Morgan in close quarters and uh, he obviously led England to the World Cup victory. But if you were to probably um, put Virat Kohli as the captain of the England team, uh, would he have led them to the World Cup title considering the firepower that was there? And the fact that he's such a passionate captain, would that have brought out that aggressiveness in the England players? Um, and, you know, would that have sort of led them to wanting to win more or would that have put pressure on their uh, players? I think Eon, it's it's difficult, isn't it? Because Eon is not... He is aggressive, you know. He is, he is very passionate. He might not come across in the same way as Virat. Uh, yeah. But don't forget, in England, cricketers are not as big as in they are in India. And obviously, that influences what happens outside, slightly influences the way you are as a captain as well. Whereas here, mm -hmm. you know, um, I think the comparison would be with uh, some of the football stars that we have who are you know, uh, big characters and big leaders. But I think Eon, he's a thinking man. But then you could say about Kane Williamson, the complete opposite. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people think, you know, he's one of the, well, he is one of the best captains in the world. But um, I, given the choice, and not just about his batting, but just the passion and the way he leads. And I think he, he does get that commitment from the players, uh, Virat, I'm talking about here. Um, in terms, you know, people will run through brick walls for him. That's the feeling I have. Um, and I, I agree. I mean, Ian is uh, an incredible captain, but uh, let's not forget the last over in the World Cup. That could have gone yeah. either way. And then what would have said? Kane Williamson? Virat should be more like Kane Williamson? I don't think so. Um, so, you know, they are top, top captains. Let's not face it. All I'm saying for our for us, stick with Virat. And um, I think just have a similar outlook to MS in terms of 
I agree with you. They need to start planning for the next, uh, I'm not saying 10 years. I think that's too long for the IPL, what MS said. They at least start planning for the next two, three years in terms of um, the auction and the players. And like I said, I think uh, just to cheer you up even more, I think with Washington, Mohamed Siraj, Virat, uh, they're the, 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 the core is there. And obviously, Chahal, and we've said the bowling is all right. So a bit of uh, hope for you for next year, I think. But the main point I want to make is in a long-winded way, Stick with Virat, nationally and with yeah. RCB. Yeah, definitely. I think I, I certainly agree with you that, uh, you know, we definitely need to stick with him. Uh, but the only thing is that, you know, you he needs to have players along with him. And yeah. uh, right now what's happening is the youngsters are probably afraid of losing their spot in the side. Uh, they're trying to do different things. And uh, there just needs to be someone who brings that team together apart from Kohli and De Villiers. And unfortunately, there's no one in the side right now. And for that... Uh, the 2021 auction is going to be very important for RCB. Right. That's enough of RCB talk for this year. Um, we might talk about it at the end of the, uh, the, the season, but uh, hopefully that helped and uh, it'll improve your weekend uh, having uh, gone through that uh, little therapy session. I'm going to have a bit of a therapy session from you now because obviously um, <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about the first qualifier. Uh, I think uh, when, you, when a team scores 200 batting up front, uh, it just seems like, and especially the start the Capitals had, and uh, it was it, the game was over after the first three, four overs. I know Stonis made a bit of a game of it, but um, it just shows, even without Rohit performing, uh, that unit, Mumbai Indians unit, is awesome. Yeah, well, Rohit and Pollard both got our products, didn't they? And um, they still managed to get 200 on the board. And yeah, as you rightly said, they look absolutely unstoppable. I, I don't think, uh, you know, the Mumbai Indians are uh, uh, are going to be um, beaten this season in the final hold if you on, really look at no, it. No, no. The... <laughs> I'm going to challenge you on that one as well. Come on, Prasang. Come on. This is strike three for you now. I, I really don't want them to win because they won too much. But if you look <laughs> at it in terms of squads, I, I don't think there's a team which is better served than the Mumbai Indians because literally there's everyone who stepped up and performed. There isn't a single player in that team, probably apart from Rahul Shahar to an extent, who hasn't performed. Mm. And um, I mean, I, I, I'm i just honestly very scared of the fact that they're going to win their fifth title and the CSK are literally like going to be two titles behind. I mean, uh, given the rivalry between RCB and CSK, it's hard to say that, but I really, really don't want the Mumbai Indians to win just for the <laughs> fact that we need to have more competition in the IPL. But at this stage and considering the way the squads are yeah. shaping up, yeah. among the three, I think Mumbai Indians are miles ahead in terms of their overall balance. And yeah. Yeah. And they had that one blip uh, last weekend. Uh, but um, uh, and the yeah. other thing I'm hoping that uh, the BCCI do is um, uh, select Surya Kumar because I think uh, since that squad selection, he's out to prove a point. Um, that was an, another brilliant batting performance by him, by Ishan. Hardik came in and did what Hardik does to cock having an incredible IPL season. And then we know there's no chinks in the bowling uh, with Bumrah. Incredible start uh, with uh, Trent Bold. They just finished the game, like I said, in the first few overs. But I'm going to be, have a few um, glimmers of hope. But obviously with my boys, they've got to beat the Sunrisers tomorrow. So I need you to help me out and say, how can we beat the Sunrisers? Having seen your team, the sunrises yesterday. 
I think they'll just have to take a leaf out of the way they played, uh, you know, uh, RCB and uh, both Shikhar Dhawan and Ajinkya Rahane were fantastic. I think the side has really, really good names. And uh, in, in terms of an overall balance, again, you know, the Delhi Capital squad is miles ahead uh, in when you compare it to the Sunrisers Hyderabad because SRH at the end of it have had individual performances taking them through. Uh, Delhi Capitals, I think they really need to get Prithvi Shaw. They need to sit him down and tell him that you know what, you can't just be playing these flashy shots. You can't be uh, not moving your feet and you can't get out within five to six runs every single game. You need to score for us. And I think uh, when when the occasion asks for it, uh, these youngsters are always stepping up. Uh, Rishabh Pant needs to find a way to get out of their identity crisis. And I think um, he's a match winner. He's honestly, uh, he's. I love the way Rishabh Pant plays, but for some reason, he's looked off-color this season. But... Again, we're talking about um, an, a clash wherein the, the loser will be knocked out of the competition. So, all these players know uh, match pressure situations. And I really, really want to see the Delhi Capitals winning this. Purely because I want to see a new champion. And the Delhi Capitals have probably the best squad that they've had over the last so many years. So, I think they're looking... I mean, the bowling unit is phenomenal. You know, with Rabada, Nokia, Ashwin has been fantastic. Aksar Patel has been very economical. So, I think they have all the resources to win the match. They just need their batting to come good. Um, I really feel if the Delhi Capitals manage to win the toss and chase, it's definitely going to give them a better better chance of winning the match because then the batsmen can... They'll know what they need to do and they don't necessarily need to go hammer and tong from the first spot. You've given me a bit of hope there and the fact that you want the Capitals uh, uh, win, I'll take one of the strikes off. Uh, but um, there's the- no doubt about it. I certainly want the <laughs> Delhi Capitals to win this IPL, 100%. <laughs> um, if you go back to the group stage and there are two very comfortable wins for the uh, Sunrisers, um, do you think that will have, um, because they were in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, very, very comfortable wins? Uh, do you think, and we said before, D20 is about what happens on the day. But will that be playing in the back of the minds of some of the uh, Hyderabad players being going really confident into the game or the Capitals players thinking, you know, we took a beating in the last game against these boys? I think as you rightly mentioned, T20 cricket is all about uh, what happens on the day. Past results are in the past and uh, the knockouts are a whole uh, whole different ball game altogether. You know, they um, you really can't uh, rest on your past laurels and say, look, we've beaten the Delhi Capitals. Uh, they're a side who's scared of us. There's nothing like that. Um, I mean, look, there's personal change on both ends. And, uh, you know, they need to pl- play uh, every single game uh, on the on the way. You know, they need to go about it. They need to put their best foot forward. And past results mean nothing, really. Because the Delhi Capitals are a squad full of experience. They've got some very, very big names in there. Uh, Sunrisers as well. You know, they've got some match winners. And I think it's going to be a fantastic clash. It's definitely going to be... A lot more interesting than what happened uh, yesterday because I think, in, in a way, RCB were outplayed. And although they did come back towards the later half of the second innings, uh, it was still, as you mentioned, the writing was pretty much on the wall. So uh, it's going to be a very, very good clash. And past results me- really mean nothing. Uh, we saw Rashid Khan went uh, wicketless against RCB, which was pretty surprising considering how he had done uh, in the previous game. So, anything can happen and uh, Delhi really need that batsman to come good and uh, I, I'm really hoping for Delhi to win. Well, absolutely. And I'll give you uh, my reasons for thinking that we will do it, especially tomorrow. 
I'm not sure about uh, Tuesday, but we can talk about Tuesday when the game comes around and we'll see who's there. But we know that you, you mentioned the uh, uh, really, really good bowling unit, so there's no issues there. And what gives me uh, hope is that uh, with the likes of uh, Shreyas, I, Shaka Devan, uh, British Shaw, uh, you mentioned um, Rissab Pant, one of these players, they can't all, again, have a bad day you know, like they did yep. against Mumbai Indians. I think they've all got it in them that they could have an incredible innings. They've all got it in them to, uh, you know, have a, 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 a well, we know uh, Shaka Devon scored two centuries. Um, so they're all extremely talented players that on their day, they can perform. And it only takes one of these players uh, with the support of uh, the surrounding cast to put up a score. And um, I think with um, bowling attack, uh, you mentioned Rashid Khan, um, but I think with the bowling attack that uh, Hyderabad has got, it's not the best. And we've said this before. I think that's where the game will be won and lost. And it's not about Hyderabad's batting because that's been inconsistent. We know that as well. And we know how good Delhi's bowling is. So I'm going into this game quietly confident. I think uh, they've had some defeats uh, on the trot. But the talent in the bowling unit, I mean, in the batting unit, is there to turn it around in the T20 game. So I'm going into that uh, confident that these players are good enough to put on a performance tomorrow when it's a, a make or break game. Um, so I'm going in there confident. I don't think the games in the group stages will matter. Um, they've had a couple of days rest. Uh, they took a beating against the Indians. Let's not forget that. Um, uh, but uh, I think there's um, enough there. Hyderabad, despite what we said about Hyderabad and the way they played against your boys yesterday. So, fingers crossed, because you need a bit of luck in the games, and um, hopefully we'll see the Capitals win tomorrow. So, uh, we'll both be supporting them. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the other thing, I, I'm, I, and we talked about, and just before we finish, I wanted your uh, 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 comments on the uh, Women's T20 Challenge. I know the first game was a bit of a non-event, I think that's down to what we said, you know, they're only getting three games, let's face it, or two games in the group stage before the final um, and not much preparation time. But uh, what have you made of the tournament so far? I know there's a big game today, um, but um, in terms of how it's been viewed in India, coverage and uh, the, the games you've seen, how, what can you tell us? Well, I think uh, the women's T20 challenge uh, sort of got into the spotlight for the wrong reasons in the last match uh, with Velocity. Bowled out for just 47 um, mm. in, in the last game that they played against the Trailblazers. So, um, you know, I, I really feel it's, it's a really, um, for the lack of better words, it's pretty much like a filler tournament that they're doing. Mm. Uh, there, I mean, uh, you know, we, we spoke about it earlier that they should have probably invested more money and time into it. Uh, they're just playing three matches, and uh, it just seems like it's like a it's like a forced tournament, so to say, uh, which has sort of been uh, forced into these empty days between the playoffs. So, um, but then again, you know, there hasn't been much viewership at all. No one's really talking about it. Um, but you know, India are touring Sri Lanka and then England, and I think uh, some other countries coming here. So. I'm just hoping that women's cricket is elevated to a different level. Definitely, this women's T20 challenge is doing nothing to promote that. Uh, there are uh, there aren't enough uh, players playing, you know, that, because the women's big bash league is also parallelly happening in Australia. So many big names are missing out, and um, I, I think unfortunately it's just at a stage wherein people aren't really focused on it whatsoever. 
uh, people are pretty much considering today to be a break day despite the fact that there is a women's t20 challenge match happening it's so okay. it's yeah it's a very crucial game absolutely uh, supernovas have to win if they lose they're out of the tournament so um it's it's definitely a crucial game people don't really know about it and it's it's really a sad state of affairs if i'm being honest yeah we said this in our last show that uh, the bcci are not doing justice uh, just like other federations let's not just uh, single out the bcci other sports federations in terms of uh, women's sport in india they'll be happy to jump on the bandwagon if um, we win tournaments and bring laurels to the country but they're not willing to put them time effort and money and investment to showcase the talent and bring the talent through uh, but don't get me started on that because um, uh, i'm very passionate about uh, the lack of support for women's sport in india um, but uh, yeah i think uh, they really need to have a look at it and uh, we said this last year i talk about this when we have uh, football shows around women in football as well the lack of support the lack of um, investment and uh, just ticking a box to have and they've done the same here uh, but yeah. um, at least a little bit of highlight is coming out uh, for the for the uh, for the young women that they are playing and um, yeah. playing in the UAE uh, so looking forward to the game actually be able to watch it today i'm not at work um, so looking forward to that game hopefully it'll be uh, a good game unlike the first one like I said, there's uh, reasons for that being such a low-scoring game and finishing in seven overs, but uh, hopefully we'll get a good game today. Um, looking forward to the game tomorrow. Um, I'm not nervous, confident going to it, and uh, we'll hopefully about the Capitals versus the Indians and how they can beat the Indians. But at the moment, I have to agree with you, it's looking like another tight glamour boys. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> How are you uh, planning to spend all this free time that you're not now going to have with no back-to-back -back games on weekends, not uh, cricket every day now? Um, is this a, a break you need or you'll be able to fill your time with uh, the upcoming Australian series? Yeah, well, I think it's a good break before the Australian series comes up. Uh, you know, obviously, some little more time with family, uh, get to spend time with myself, do a couple of things that I like. But... I, I think we're all in the, in in this uh, particular sphere working because of our love for the sport, and uh, you know it never stops giving. So it's great that uh, we've got more action coming up. Um, you know we've got a host of T10 tournaments. We've got uh, Australia. I mean India Australia tour. We've got the Big Bash League starting. England's playing South Africa. Pakistan's playing Zimbabwe. So it's 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 never going to stop, and we absolutely love it. I absolutely love it, but. Yeah, the double, double headers were a little uh, little uh, strain on me, but uh, yeah, we got through it, and it was fantastic. And uh, you know, I I can't thank everyone enough who's uh, really helped me get here, and especially you for having me on the show and getting me to talk about uh, the sport and enjoying these conversations. So yeah, no, and long may they continue. But um, I just wanted to end by saying to our viewers, uh, please share your comments because I love this new look Prasanna's got that uh, I, I left it right to the end, but I'm loving the new look. Please everybody share your thoughts on Twitter and on the comments in the uh, live stream as to what you think, if you agree with me, because um, it's awesome. Really, really good. But fantastic, my friend. Uh, really great talking to you. And I'm sure we'll be speaking to you very soon on another live stream. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, weekend, and stay safe. Thank you so much. Thanks again for having me on. Always lovely to chat with you. Uh, so you too, enjoy your weekend and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Take care.